Hi everyone and get ready for an awesome show. Today we're going to talk about mental health stigma which is very much alive today, strong and it affects just about everybody whether we acknowledge it or want to admit it or not but you know it's okay we learn and we live and today is a beautiful day and we will start with a prayer. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and they shall be created, and you will renew the face of the earth. O God, you taught the hearts of your faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit. Grant that by the gift of the same Spirit we may be truly wise and always rejoice in his consolation. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Or Ghost. They're both good. Okay, so today, like I said, is a beautiful sunny day, believe it or not. It's still winter, technically, right? 80 it is, actually. 80 degrees in Miami. Right, Bobby? Who wants to say hello? Actually, it's 88 degrees. No. Thank you for joining us, and it's going to be an interesting show about mental health and mental health stigma. Miami is amazing. 88 degrees in the winter. Miami. So blessed. And guys, please stay warm if that's not the case for you. Just My prayers are with you. It's fine. Oh, some people like to bundle up and wear sweaters, I guess. It's very funny when Miami gets cold, people start putting jackets. But when it says cold, it's like, what, 70 degrees? We have one day that's cold, maybe one day or two days or three days at the most. It's a tease. It's not real. Don't believe the hype. Nope. Are we playing that song today? <laughs> no, not this time. Christian, we're good to go. We'll have this song coming on. You'll see. Which song is it? Oh, the song that's coming on. <laughs> Don't want to say. Come on. It, well, it's it's a spoiler if I say it. Isn't that what it is when you spoil a surprise? Spoiler. Yes. Yeah. Are we supposed to start it? Okay, why. it has to do with mental health. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Caught in a landslide? No escape from reality. Open your eyes, look up to the skies and see. I'm just a fool, I need Because I'm easy come, easy go, little high, little low. Anyway, the wind blows, doesn't really with Amy Cabo. Life can bring many difficult situations, domestic violence, addictions, poverty, and even sexual abuse by your loved ones. Welcome Amy Cabo and The Cure. Good afternoon, 
and welcome to the Cura Radio Show. I'm your host, Amy Cabo, with my amazing partner, Boris. Wow, I'm amazing today. Thank you, baby. Yes, because God is good. <laughs> our show is available live on your radio, also live through our app, The Cure, on any smartphone, throughout social media, and our website, godisthecure.com. We broadcast live from Miami through satellite, available on traditional radio and on Sirius XM channel 131 the following day. Also, after the show, any podcast player. We're now reaching about approximately 7 million people monthly in Facebook alone. So thank you to our social media followers and mostly thank you God. This show was created to expose the truth, educate, and provide comfort. We provide testimonials to let people know that we are not alone. And in this show, the testimony started with me. We, always, we also have experts and inspirational leader speakers. God was my only cure, but we hope we can be there for each other. Life is challenging, but know this, there is a God who is omnipotent, happens to be our father, and dearly loves us, so there's always hope. That was Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen, and this is the message I receive. Knowledge is based on God's word, not what we think. Dark clouds that don't work out, God's the missing link. Nothing we do well and consistent disappoints or fails. God, prayer, hard work, and goodwill is what it entails. Reality gets caught in a landslide until it isn't that bad. It's possible, if not suffering for Christ, we would be sad. With faith, when treading on quicksand, we do not sink. Before we can blink from his holy cup, we often drink. Look to the sky and the heavens, not what life throws. This world changes, ever so different the wind blows. God is constant, a miracle worker who clears the way. What happens won't matter, having God makes it okay. When we try and respect Him, avoid sin and stay in grace, blessings will pour. Full of compassion, God shows His face. A crucial duty is teaching our youth to grow in God's ways, to ease tribulations with joy, Christ, and nothing but praise. Today we will be talking about fighting mental health stigmas with our special guest, Michelle Dickinson. Michelle Dickinson is a workplace mental health strategist and passionate mental health advocate. She's also a TEDx speaker and a published author of a memoir entitled Breaking Into My Life. Michelle goes first and sees herself as the bridge that helps people get comfortable with their mental health so that they can reach out and get the support they need before they hit a crisis. Michelle's out to do her part to eliminate the stigma by normalizing the mental health and well-being conversation within the workplace and at home. Michelle, welcome to The Cure. So excited to have you with us. 
Thank you so much for having me, Amy. It's so great to be here. Thanks for finding me. Thank you. And M Michelle, your advocacy for bringing awareness to mental health is a passion of yours because of your own experience of mental health. So do you want to tell us a little bit about the trifecta of mental health that you speak about? Sure, absolutely. So I grew up with a mother who had bipolar disorder and I cared for her and loved her um, and experienced that rapid cycling that bipolar patients um, navigate. So um, that experience shaped me and then as I got older, I found myself dealing with a life event and was diagnosed with depression myself. And the third piece of the trifecta is that I worked in the corporate setting and helped create a mental health employee resource group. So I sort of got to see what worked and what didn't work when it comes to eradicating stigma in the workplace. Right. So how common are mental health issues? Do you think that they're overdiagnosed or misdiagnosed? You know, that's a great question. And as you know, this pandemic has affected all of us in many different ways. Before the pandemic, Amy, it was said that one in five Americans would experience an imbalance in their mental health in their lifetime. And because of the pandemic, it said that one in three Americans are either dealing with depression or anxiety. So it's very prevalent right now. A lot of people have, you know, endured what all of us have with isolation, with loss of life, loss of job, loss of financial security. So a lot of people are struggling. It's, um, it's more so now in the face of this pandemic. And, and I understand it's been my experience, just my observation at least, that mental health has increased over time. Could it be due to a change in perception, how uh, the environment can sometimes influence us, where we understood that suffering was a part of life. There's been other diseases and deadly diseases that have killed. The Black Plague was very devastating, for example. But I learned looking into reading about history that they just took it as a matter of fact of life and that and they just understood that these things happen. And nowadays we're teaching our kids that words hurt. And so we have to be devastated by everything, including wearing masks or a lockdown. And so we've lost that that fight uh, because now this it's we've been taught that it, we 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 cannot it's it's we it's difficult to suffer or it's we we cannot suffer or it's impossible to suffer rather than to be championed as someone that can survive any kind of suffering should you have mm -hmm. god and have the right mindset yeah that's a really good point and one of the things that I um, am really passionate about conveying to the audiences that I get to talk to, whether it's in faith-based communities or in the corporate setting, is just to recognize, you know, everyone wants to say that we're all in the same boat. We all lived through this pandemic. But the reality is we are having our own unique experiences of this pandemic based on past traumas and life experiences. So we should not be diminishing how we're doing. We should be really getting connected to how we're doing and have no fear or shame in reaching out for support and stop comparing ourselves to the person next to us. Yes, because everybody has different experiences. Not everybody thinks the same 
apparently I, I definitely saw things in a very negative light because of my past because of the traumas of the many traumas that I went through so I had a very negative outlook until I started viewing life in a different perspective God's way actually the way that he had a different plan for me that um, I could be made new that I can start over that I can survive anything with him who strengthens me and that he will not give me anything that I cannot handle that he will go before me and smooth the way and that he will protect me and that whatever happens is his will and so it's perfect so it doesn't matter the outcome so um, so you know all these things is what helped get helped me through I mean anything can happen and a lot of things have been happening but I, I haven't suffered it much but there's people that have and there's people that don't have those kind of tools and so by the grace of God through prayer I was able to learn those things but I didn't know them for a long time and mm -hmm. for many years I suffered depression and suicide attempts and thoughts and I had four different diagnoses and I was taking four different seven actually seven different medications and and I can't imagine for somebody that hasn't been introduced um, these things or doesn't know about God well, how difficult it must be for them but not to be judged as someone that's broken or not capable but somebody that's just not well informed yeah we have a lot of uh, we have a lot of people for the first time experiencing an imbalance in their well-being and and if you don't have a healthy relationship to your brain or to understanding what is a mental illness, oftentimes we go in our heads and we ruminate and we try to figure it out on our own when in actuality that can only exacerbate things. So the other piece that I really want people to get is find someone you trust and you love that you can talk to. You know, it, it, gets, it becomes far less scary when we can articulate it to someone you know what, I'm feeling this way. I, I've never felt this way before. I'm actually kind of scared. What does it look like if I need support? And somebody that can lift you up, that understands you and that can give you hope. Not somebody that, that tells you uh, you're broken, for okay. example. And we will continue talking about uh, <laughs> fighting mental health sickness with Michelle Dickinson. Stay with us. We will be right back with Amy Cavill and The Cure. But he wanna run the streets And a degree of it really wasn't enough to eat For his mama, her boyfriend, and him So let out on the ball like Daniel Say he never looked back since then Spent the last five out of ten fixed in We calling him daddy The little homie that's gone in the wind I'll be back and you can throw him a ten But he over there and you gotta throw him a bend And if you turn your back on him, he'll be at it again Robbing everything, moving, serving everything, smoking Telling you about his cabbage, love me, ain't joking So pray for him, cause he need Jesus with him Try to talk to him, but you can't reason with him God do him like you've done me and stay right there Put my little homie in God's prayers And while you at it Continue with Amy Cabell and The Cure. Welcome back and thanks for tuning in. 
Remember that you can listen to the radio show live through our app The Cure 2 with Amy Cabo or as a podcast. Just look for God is the Cure on any podcast platform. That was Pray For Me by Haystack. I'm a big fan of prayer. We all need and prayer. <laughs> and God, yes. Yeah. We all need prayers. It's how to be there for each other. Don't know anyone's struggle. Show love for our brother. God created us equal with unique gifts and potential. Journeys vary. We have much to offer and it's essential. Pray for the vulnerable, weak, and those in the line of fire. Keep peace. Don't lose hope. Remember, Satan's a liar. The enemy's out to create division, misery, and despair. No room for doubt. God is just and will do what is fair. In this spiritual battle where there are no guarantees, God delivers, calling his soldiers to get on their knees. Saves all poor souls, those without help and afflicted. God is the last word, as in the Bible has been predicted. Goodness and mercy shall come with God in our midst. Many strong and courageous hold the line and resist. Satisfied in drought, a spring whose waters don't fail. God goes before us. His word is law, known to prevail. We are discussing fighting mental health stigmas with Michelle Dickinson, author of Breaking Into My Life. And so, Michelle, I'm surprised that stigma still exists and it, it, it affects those who need help. And I have a very interesting story to this because you could, that stigma follows you everywhere throughout your whole life, even though it's not just in the workplace, but it's in the home. It's among your friends. It's among anybody who knows you, whether they're aware of it or not. If they treat you different, either in a nice way or not a nice way, you still feel different. They lose confidence in you. They don't think you're as capable. They place judgment on you. And so many years of everybody treating you the same way, thinking the same way, then the person that is being stigmatized about starts to believe it, becomes that victim role, and acts out that victim role. And so the stigma could be very detrimental. And even your closest people, your most loved ones with the greatest intentions, could be doing it unknowingly. And so what can we do to let people know that just because you've had hardship in life doesn't mean that you're less than or or you're you're not going to make it or you're it it or not to expect to expect bad things from you or not the best to come out of you. And unfortunately, it's almost like a double insult, a double injury. You've already been through the traumas, and now you're being traumatized further by feeling like the black sheep, pretty much. Yeah, you say a lot of really great and important things there, Amy, with what you're mentioning. Sigma is still very real. Um, to assume that, you know, we're in a new world now where because so many people are suffering, there's no stigma, but actually there still is. And so how do we do something about that? I think it all starts with shifting our relationship to our brain. When we look at any other body part, we just go, this is an organ. But our brain is really just another organ. So if we can start to just relate to our brain as just another organ, that's the first step. The second step is, 
be courageous to go first and talk about your own challenges. You know, I think that when we show our humanity and our our um, vulnerability, we create a safe space for someone else to acknowledge that maybe they're struggling. So if, if we could all just take a little bit of more courage and talk about how we're doing, we could make, we could create a ripple effect and other people would not feel so uncomfortable talking about what they're dealing with. And you know what this pandemic did? It put a lot of people in a suffering mode and it put a lot of people that maybe considered that they're they're going through a mental challenge and so now the stigma is not just for some or the few but for most and it kind of normalized it it let people know hey you can be going through a hard time suffer not be yourself and it's okay mm -hmm. it's not forever you'll get over it you can you can survive this you can get through this and so now people are starting to understand that that it's not just mm -hmm. people who have had th things done to them in the past it can be something that you're experiencing in the present and it can happen to anyone and so therefore we're all human we all bleed the same we just suffer a little bit different and it takes some of us take a little longer and some of us go about it a different way that's all right exactly that's so beautifully said what you just highlighted there when we go first, so I was diagnosed with depression um, going through um, a life event a few years ago. When I tell people that story, and I'm, I made it through, I represent hope, right? Because if you're suffering right now, and you see someone who's gotten through the other side, and they're doing okay, right? They, they're doing okay. They recovered. Then you represent hope. And I think that that's another benefit of showing up and telling your story so people can see there's hope in my story. If I can do it, anybody can. Because I went through a lot of things and, and people, mm -hmm. and they can't say, well, you didn't go through this, or you didn't go through that. Well, I went through many things. So if I can do it, anybody can. And um, I, I was hope, I, you would say I was hopeless. Nothing can cure me, no therapy, not ketamine infusions, not the strongest medications, not any therapy, nothing can cure me. God was it. God was the only one. <laughs> Amazing grace. But, you know, whatever people need in the meantime, I needed a lot of things to get by in the meantime until I got to that place. Um, and so pe people just have to just be there for one another and be understanding and, and show that there's a different way of thinking because where people suffer from what they're going through is when they stay in that negative place where they feel that it's too difficult or it's something that they can't handle. And that's where I, when I was going to a psychiatrist, to therapist, that was the idea that I was getting in therapy. And so my best therapist was God, the Bible, his word. Beautiful. Um, so you, you say people who are suffering with mental illness um, themselves are, as a caregiver, if you bring it up, they're immediately offended by it. Can you explain that to us? Uh, help me understand that question better, Amy. I'm not okay. really clear. That people who are suffering with mental illness themselves or as a caregiver, that if they bring up mental illness, that they get offended by it. They, they don't want to be labeled in that way. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
You know, honestly, I think we need to get away from the from the, uh, the the title mental illness, right? Let's face it, we all have mental health. Yes. And some days are some days are better for us. We're all mental. We all, if us. you have a mind, you're we mental. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so, we have a scheme too. You know, so yeah, we're, we're definitely gonna we're gonna go a little bit more into this, guys. And um, you know, we can do this. We can do this together. Yep. We will be right back with Amy Cabell and the kids. continue with Amy Cabo and the care welcome back and thanks for being with us remember we're live every Saturday at 1 p.m. on your radio on our app the cure the podcast the cure and our website God is the cure.com please check Amy's latest book inspired by the Holy Ghost which is the compilation of the Christian poems that she reads in the show based on the songs that was surrender by Natalie Taylor. God will quench our thirst. Only Him we should need. Prioritize what is right and let Christ take the lead. It starts with prayer. We only receive should we ask. And the wisdom He provides eliminates the mask. Offer Him, even if it's hard, surrender fully complete. God makes our faith concrete and sweeps us off our feet in a whole new level once we learn to do it right. Harmony and joy like never, the cross gives us fight. God's promises reach fruition and delivers protection. The will gives him full access to lead us in perfection. Beyond what we see, no greater love or connection. Christ lives and is within our hope his resurrection life starts making sense seeking god in every way above angels favors those who sacrifice and obey miracles surround 
and many men messages each day. Ready to get closer? Increase how much we pray. We are discussing fighting mental health stigmas with Michelle Dickinson, author of Breaking Into Life. And so before we went into break, we were talking about how sometimes people get offended when they're labeled with a mental illness. And I think it's because once they're labeled with a mental illness, people automatically assume them as a victim. And people don't want to be viewed as a victim, but as a survivor. So, um, but there's also another portion to this stigma, which is the fear of mental illness. And I know this one because for the longest time, everyone was afraid to know me. The people that were the outcasts in my family that would have been talking to me, but I was scary to know because I had been through too much. And so when I got married, they were surprised. And then they thought, I must be normal if somebody married me. And then they started talking to me. But this fear is very real because it happened to me within my own family. And uh, so is, it, is this fear of mental illness unreasonable? Oh, my goodness. It's, yeah, I think it speaks volume to um, people's ignorance. You know, I, I, I don't want to um, say anything derogatory, but our society as a whole, if you're not touched by mental illness personally in your life, it's like you don't love someone that has it, um, you've never experienced it yourself, your perspective on mental illness is less up to what you consume, it, whether it be in the news or in the media. So it comes with a lot of ignorance when people judge somebody as being less than because of a mental illness. I know so many people who are thriving in their careers and are diagnosed with different types of mental health challenges and have had past trauma. So there's an opportunity to educate people that, you know, there's more people around you that are functioning and actually thriving in their lives in the face of a mental illness. Yes, there is a lot of misinformation and I don't know if it's entirely something they want to do, but it's our environment. And we not only see in the news the mental cases that do really bad things, that do yeah. really... How about really, everybody else that is not mental that does bad things? The, 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 mentally, <laughs> the, the mental illnesses that, that thrive, that's not interesting news. So, <laughs> you, you know, the interesting news is, oh, can you believe this happened? And not only that, yeah. but if we watch a movie, and there happens to be a mentally ill actor in the movie. This this mentally ill person does something bad. And it, it's just the way that they, you know, what you see in the media, in the social media or in the news or in the movies, this is the only picture that you get if you haven't experienced it personally. So now you're going to generalize and think this is every person that's having a, a challenging moment and they're feeling mental. And who hasn't? At one point or the other, sometimes I still feel mental, and it, it's okay, you know, it Quiet. just makes me human. It's Keep it in between us, please. Oh, well, you know, it's okay. <laughs> I, I don't mind accepting that I'm not perfect. I thrive for perfection. I want perfection, but I accept when it doesn't come out perfect. That's fine. And so, you know, it's okay. We just have to love each other and be understanding. What's the big deal? I mean, really. Right. Um, we, we can't just go by what 
remember satan's a liar stick to that anything negative don't go for it think positive right um, right so you say there's five steps for compassion um to cultivate a culture of compassion which i would love and we very much um could could benefit from so can you tell us where are those steps sure sure so I, in my work, Amy, I get to work with a lot of uh, organizational leaders in the workplace, and they're often asking me, what other things can I do, aside from educating staff on how to take care of themselves, reminding them of resources that we're already providing, what else can we do to create a culture of compassion? And there's some really easy things, actually. When leaders go first and tell their own story, that creates an entirely different energy in the company. So... I always say, if you have a senior leader who's maybe navigated anxiety or depression, um, it's powerful for them to tell their story because it makes them human and it gives other people permission to be human. So lead by example. Um, make sure that you don't have barriers to care. Make sure that you have great access to mental health support for your people. Um, and, and create spaces for employees to come together, whether it be an employee resource group or a peer group or they can connect with one another if they've been affected by a mental illness or if they're burdened by caring for someone at home, that's going to affect them. So why not create more a sense of a community where people can connect? Those and, are just a few. And, you know, you could also make your burdens or what you've experienced in life or what you've been through work for the good. You could always tr turn it around and help others with it if it's just a simple live blog or if you want to write about it and you want to write blogs or you want to go live just sharing your experiences, just letting people know that it's doable and it's survivable and that it isn't forever and that the only thing that's constant is God, but we're always growing and life is always changing and that's okay. And so, you know, just to to know that, well, at least there's God and that's all that matters. <laughs> that's what that's what I go on. I mean, so whatever happens, I, I, don't, I really don't care. As long as I have a relationship with God, then I'm confident. Then I, can, I just feel like I can survive anything. And so I think that's really where it's at. Um, but, um, yeah, compassion is, is very important because... You, you don't know what somebody's been through and you don't know what somebody's going through and sometimes you can just sit there and listen and sometimes you could just hug them sometimes you could just right. hug the person for the longest time and say i am here for you anything i yeah. can do for you i will do for you tell me how what i can do and so just that kind of support system i mean you don't need somebody judging you that happens enough yeah. in the outside world right. so at least be that person right. that can be their their comfort and that that's just that's an angel on earth you can be that if you really want to yeah i totally agree i love that you just highlighted that because compassion is everything oftentimes when somebody is in need of talking we come in with solutions and recommendations and you should try that 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 no just hold space for them and be present with them and let them like be and say whatever they need to say and just be quiet that's the greatest gift that we can give someone who might be struggling is is the generosity of our listening well you can lead a horse to water but you can't make him drink right that's the whole idea right you know, just get them talking, that's good enough. <laughs> right. But on, on top of that, though, Amy, I want to mention, you have to also be courageous to show yourself compassion. 
self-compassion is like the first step in being able to extend to other people compassion. So if you're struggling, give yourself some grace and have some compassion for yourself. Yeah, because what you need to do. You can't give what you don't have. So we first have to work on ourselves. (laughs) We'll be right back. And we'll talk about how we're perfect just the way you are for those who think it's impossible to be perfect. We will be right back with Amy Cavill and The Cure. continue with Amy Cabell and The Cure. Hi again and thanks for tuning in. We are live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern on your radio, on our app, The Cure, and on social media. Look for God is The Cure. Also as a podcast, The Cure. And also as a video podcast. That song was beginning, middle, and by Leah Nobel or Nobel and so here's my message for God with us all day how much time do we set aside hold on to God and his word let go of hate and pride God makes better people learning to love even more serve God otherwise what's this life or existence for amazing his help and influence from the Holy Grail always faithful and loving his goodness off the trail power in his name blessed with grace promise keeper our guiding truth and divine deeply cherished leader no one thinks and loves as he does or can do so much mercy that puts us in tears nothing like his touch the center of his world what God most thinks about can we go that route what must we do to be devout the steady calm in the storm who surely sits us through. Our daily need, living for Christ, is the best we can do. We love them as you do, Lord and King that we adore. Joy and peace he brings. What more can we implore? We're talking about fighting mental health stigmas with Michelle Dickinson, author of Breaking Into My Life. Michelle, what can we all do now to 
care for our, ourselves mentally and our loved ones, what are practical steps we can take? Yeah, I love this question. Thank you for asking. And I'm going to share some of the things that I share in my resilience program that I have been delivering to corporations and faith-based communities and teachers. Um, the very first thing that I always recommend people do is to get present to how they're feeling every day. You know, we live in a very busy world where we just rush into our day and we're not really getting present to how we're feeling. And before you know it, we don't feel great at all. The reason I say check in with yourself, it's a great way to just do a little self-audit. How am I feeling? Am I not feeling good today? What could I do to elevate my mood so that it doesn't de-escalate, you know, like, um, I'm sorry, escalate into feeling worse. So have things in your toolbox. For some of us, it's like, I have to make sure that I exercise. I have to make sure that I have a cup of coffee with someone that I love and connect with them. Um, but having those tools in your toolbox, something that you can lean on when you're starting to not feel good, can actually help, you know, get you out of the funk and get you back to feeling feeling good again. I found a daily routine super important that started with prayer that is because the prayer gave me the strength to do the daily routine <laughs> otherwise the daily routine seems overwhelming um so uh, as long as i accomplished what i set out to accomplish that was practical doable then i'm proud of myself i had a successful day and i also prayed so i took care of my soul and you know it's, it's just a combination of things of you know the hygiene and cleanliness and and you know spending time with with my kid and and the teaching part and the reading part and the cooking part and so and you know did we do one-on-one -on -one with with uh dad and son and you know certain things that I, that meet my criteria of a successful day and if that happens then wow i feel pretty accomplished and feeling accomplished makes a big difference just sitting there sedentary moping about things doesn't help ever never helped mm -hmm. me I didn't like that way <laughs> but yeah the other thing the other thing I would add to getting present to how you're doing is having an attitude of gratitude yes we have we've lived through a pandemic and it's been so easy to focus on what's been removed from our from our lives um, loss that we've experienced so gratitude is a great way for you to get present to what's good what you know we're blessed with so many things big and little and so if we focus our energy on something that we're grateful for each and every day that's going to have our mind going in the right direction right i think it's an enemy that tries to get us to focus on the things that are not important the negative stuff when there's so many things to be grateful for if we have several children and one is sick we focus on just that one sick child and we ignore all the other healthy children that are doing great things and so that's not the right attitude to take in life is to really appreciate what's great and what's good because the, the what's bad doesn't last and what's good is usually forever um but you have a, a youth group very interesting entitled perfect just the way you are and i think that's beautiful because god is perfect he created us and therefore he made us perfect we just have to work on being like him <laughs> and he can help us with that that's the good news so i i mean i read on the in social media oh it's impossible to be perfect but that's cutting yourself short that's the i can't attitude and you know i love that i can do anything through christ so 
and it starts out with he get, made us capable he made us perfect as we are but would you like to expand yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure so i created a children's program and the program is called perfect just the way you are the intention of that was to get children present to their greatness you know we live in a world where there's a lot of um bullying um and children are constantly you know struggling with um, their sense of self and their identity. So I really wanted to bolster their self-confidence to recognize that anything that they dream of is possible. So that program was born to really help kids get, get present and understand how to nourish their body, how to nourish their mind, and um, recognize that their dreams, their dreams can be as big as they want and they can go for it. Um, and so that program I created as a way to heal myself because my mother was very sick and absent in my life and didn't really provide the reassurance um, that I that I crave. And so I thought if I could help kids and let's not assume that they're getting that at home, realize you know that they're limitless and can do whatever they want. You know what I like to t tell my kids is that their, their birth is a miracle, that the, the whole process is a miracle and the fact that they made it into this life, not every soul gets to be created or gets to make it into this life. So God has a very specific role and special purpose for each and every one of us for which we were made from greatness and to do great things and to prosper. And so we may not be aware of it because the enemy's always trying to get in the way and stop that. He doesn't want it to come to fruition. He wants to throw obstacles in our way. But hey, if we were born, if we're here, it's because God loves us so much that he has this great big plan for us. And it's to help one another and it's to prosper because he wants to share happiness with us. He wants us in heaven with him. So this is our stepping stone. And so it's we have it, we're made for perfection like his father god said be perfect like my father is therefore it's in us we have it in us and we're capable of it we just have to believe it so um michelle you know, last minute i mean oh we can, can we address mental health stigma in school and colleges i mean they had this um what is it? It's comfort closet or something? <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think when we talk about our children and we, we talk about the, our well-being of our children, if we are actually worried about our kids, the best thing we can do um, as, as parents and as adults is model good mental health hygiene for them. And so that all starts with acknowledging when we're not doing okay and not hiding it from them. Because if you can show them, you know what, I'm struggling today then you make it okay for them when they're struggling to say, hey, mom, you know what? I'm struggling today. You normalize the conversation for them, and then they get become more aware of their emotions, and then they're talking about it and not suppressing it and suffering in isolation and silence um, and in shame. So we have a great opportunity to model what it looks like to have a healthy relationship to our brain. Wow, that's what I wrote about in my blog today, actually. <laughs> that it's very important to keep those lines of communications with your children open. They know more than you. we think they know, and they are more involved than we think, and they're affected more than we think. So we're the ones that have the idea of the bigger picture that can give them more information, that can let them know it's okay to be human, and that people make mistakes, and that we have to be forgiving and loving, and 
understanding and we have to be you know patient with ourselves we can't be too hard on ourselves because that's that's not the idea that um god loves us and he believes in us so we should do the same right so oh we're done with the show actually we finished the show thank you michelle so much for being with us in the show we it was such a pleasure having you it was it was the same for me amy thank you so much for finding me inviting me and for chatting thank you and god bless for more information on michelle dickinson and her work it can be found on our website godisthecure.com under guests and we finished with a prayer guys Loving God, we pray for those who are confronted by sadness, ambiguity, and confusion of mental illness, for those upon whom they depend for attention and compassionate care. Look with mercy on all whose afflictions bring them weakness, distress, confusion, or isolation. Provide for them homes of dignity and peace. Give to them understanding helpers and the willingness to accept help we ask this in the name of jesus christ our lord amen thank you to the wonderful people that have us working for us on the air and please check out robbie dilmer's shows excellent guy he's a christian car guy also of kingdom pursuit Check out his shows, wonderful topics, and great guests, too. Please check out uh, Amy's latest book, Inspired by the Holy Ghost. This is Amy Cabo. You have been listening to The Cure. So until next Saturday, thank you so much for being with us. Much love. Give it your best. Be as kind as possible to yourself and everyone. True in every situation. Keep your values. Don't lose faith. Don't lose hope, that is, and Thank keep you the for faith. For more information or to get Amy's book, Love is the Answer, God is the Cure, or to listen to the podcasts of previous shows, visit GodIsTheCure.com.